This is the So Worth It podcast, a place where we're talking about growing a business while raising a family, not to mention all of the crazy, fun, and hard stuff that comes with it. I'm sure I don't have to tell you, none of it's easy, but it is so worth it. If that sounds like your sort of thing, stick around. I'm your host, Jackie Ellis. Welcome to the show. Hey there, and welcome back to So Worth It, the podcast. I am so excited to share with you today's episode because it's just going to be a short and sweet one. So I've been doing a lot of thinking. Okay, honestly, I'm always doing a lot of thinking, like journaling, daydreaming, just I'm always processing all the things from my business. But Last week, I was actually at my mastermind retreat. So I was surrounded by, I don't know, 30 or 40 just amazing um, small business owners who just have such amazing things to offer the world and, and feedback that we share with each other. And I always leave there feeling really inspired and this time definitely didn't disappoint. Um, But a couple interesting things came up in conversation at my retreat. And one of those things was frustration with service providers and independent contractors. So most of the business owners that I was in the room with, they have team members who are employees on their team. Okay. Some of these people Um, Some of these businesses provide services, some of them digital products and courses or coaching. Coaching, I still kind of consider a service because it is, it, it does take some of your time, right? It's not completely passive. But one of the biggest issues that people always have in business is hiring team members and training team members. And this was something that was coming up over and over and over again at our retreat. And people had such amazing ideas around making it less painful. But one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today is actually the mistake that we make with clients, not necessarily team members, but it does involve team members. Let me explain. (laughs) We have to, one of the things that we have to do is teach our team how to keep clients happy so that they don't leave, right? So whether you're a coach, a service provider, whether you provide ads management like I do or copywriting services or or whatever it is that you provide, you have to keep your clients happy so that you don't lose them. Now, one thing that I think is the most overlooked element is communication, Okay. And this has come from, you know, six or seven years of running my own business. I looked, I have looked back and I have even asked former clients and then just reflected on clients who are no longer working with me. Why did they leave? Okay. And the thing that all of them have in common was at some point, they did not feel that communication was as strong as it could have been. Okay. Now, like I said, they all have this in common for the most part, all had this in common. It may have been different. It may have felt different to each of them what that communication felt like. Okay. But whether there was a lack of communication, whether it wasn't timely communication, whether it wasn't friendly or expert communication, or if it just wasn't frequent enough communication, 
If your clients do not feel loved, heard, and appreciated, that is the number one reason that you'll have attrition, right? So when we're thinking about training our team, bringing on new team members and training them to, to help to work with our clients, first of all, couple quick little tips here. Number one is my team members never come in and speak to my clients right off the bat, right? We go through a 30, 60, 90 day period where they are phased in and introduced to my clients, where I am modeling how to communicate with clients so that they're not bringing bad habits with them. Okay, I think of our communication style with clients as like the Ritz-Carlton of, of communication. We want to come to our clients with not just questions, but with answers ready to go. We want to pre-think, I call it, pre-think for our clients, like anticipate their needs. So let me give you an example. And this is something that is trainable. That's the good thing. That's, that's the nice part about this is um, there are a lot of things that you can't teach your team, like that you can't train people on, right? You can't really teach someone how to be a good person. That's, I've talked about this before on the podcast. I will hire people that are good people, like have the same core values that I do and teach them the skills. Because skills are really all I have to provide, like that that's all I can give them, right? I can't change who they are at their core. So skills are what we teach. Good communication is skills. It's not something that you're born with. It's something that you can get better at. So hire the good person, hire the good core values and teach them these skills. So one of those skills is learning how to anticipate a client's needs. And we do this by, again, like I said, trying to teach our team to pre-think, okay? Normally, when we have to communicate with our clients, it's because we either have a question for them, we need clarification on something, or we have something for them to review and get back to us. All right, so if we have a question for them, I never want to open-end a question. For example, what would you like to do about this thing, right? Let's say that there is a, let's say that something is not working. We're running ads, but it's, something is not working properly. What would you like to do about it? Okay. That would be an example of poor communication because it puts all of the responsibility onto our client. Our client is going to feel overwhelmed, frustrated. They probably have des designated, you know, 10 minutes to check their inbox. And now there's this disaster that's in front of them that they have to solve when they have hired us to make their problems easier. So instead of saying, what would you like to do about this? What I want to train my team, what I do train my team to do is come up with some possibilities to offer them. So you, they could say, um, here's the problem. Here are the choices. We could A, we could B, we could C. Which one sounds like the best option to you? We could take it even a step further and say, this one is the easiest, the fastest to implement. This one will take the least amount of your time, or this is the one that I recommend. This is the best solution, or put them in order of best, you know, best solution to, you know, least recommended, whatever. But giving two or three choices takes that 
overwhelm and stress off of our client's plate and gives them just a way to make a quick decision. Because ultimately, they still do have to make decisions, right? It's their marketing, it's their business, but we don't need them to have to come up with, you know, all of the possibilities. Okay. So that really feels like our clients don't even know that this is part of our process. They just know that we're never going to come to them and be like, here's a disaster. I'm putting it on your plate. What do you want me to do about it? Okay. They just should never feel like when they see an email from me or my team that they dread open, opening that email. There should always be a next step proposition, proposition, proposal, solution, whatever. <laughs> there should be something there that's easy for them to decide. Okay. That's one of the pillars of our communication. Another is that we want to stay ahead of our clients asking about results. And we do this with a weekly reporting system. Now, between us trying to pre-think for our clients and report weekly on their results so that they never have to come to us and be like, hey, what's going on? What are my ad costs? How much am I spending? Am I getting anything? We have that all set up and automated for them. Between these two things, this probably eliminates the biggest communication concerns, okay? They want to know that we are doing the heavy thinking for them and that we always know what their results are and that we can share that with them at the drop of a hat, all right? That keeps our clients happy. Now, before we had these systems in place, you know, it was a little bit of a, like, I, I didn't have these, I guess systems would just be the best way to describe it. I didn't have this already ready for clients. So when they asked what their results were, I could get it to them, no problem, but it wasn't already ready to go. Right. I couldn't just pull that information, you know, that, that exact moment, I would have to say, I'll get back to you. And, you know, that is, that's another really important element of communication. If a client reaches out to you, even if you don't have an answer, you have to respond. You have to tell them, I hear you. I see you. I appreciate you. Right. Not in that exact way, but by acknowledging them and saying, I, I see, I have received your question. I will get on that, find out an answer. And I will get back to you. Not, I will get back to you period. Not I will get back to you soon, but I will get back to you by this day at this time. That is elevating the communication. Okay. Then a client can, I don't know, mark on their calendar when you're going to get back to them, have in the back of their mind when they can expect. And truth be told, sometimes I cannot get an answer back the same day. Sometimes my day tomorrow is already booked up. And I can't get them back an answer tomorrow, or I have to discuss it with my team. And our team meeting is not until the following day. But you know what? If I tell the client exactly when they can expect an answer from me, usually that satisfies them. They don't necessarily need an answer immediately unless they say so, but they want to know what they can expect. When will they hear back from you? So what I love about that is sometimes as a business owner, everything feels urgent. I remember this when I was running a health club 
And I was actually at a different business retreat. It was for fitness professionals. And I can't even remember what this like system or diagram was called, but it was like, I've, I've seen it a million times and I should remember it. It was like a quadrant, right? Like a square divided into quadrants. And it was like in the upper left-hand quadrant, like write down everything that is like urgent and important, right? I'm going to get this totally wrong. So I apologize. But then I think in quadrant two, the upper right-hand quadrant, it was like write down things that are like urgent, but unimportant. And then something like that. Okay. And then three and four were like not urgent, but important. And then not urgent and not important. And it was like all the things that you do during the day. And I soon realized that most of my tasks were falling into this urgent and important (laughs) or urgent and not important, like quadrant one and two. And I realized that not like a lot of things were coming up that other people were telling me was urgent, but wasn't necessarily urgent, right? That quadrant two or urgent, but not important. I hope that I'm getting that right. That doesn't sound right to me, which is really, really um, frustrating to me right now that I can't remember. I think it's something like that though, urgent. Anyway, the gist of what I'm trying to demonstrate to you is that sometimes things come across as being urgent that aren't really urgent at all. And so when we feel, when when someone comes to us with something and they're saying that it's urgent because it was urgent to them at that moment, then we feel that it's urgent and it just feels like so much to us. It feels overwhelming. It feels like everything's on fire. That's how I used to feel. Like I was always putting out fires. And when you have systems in place, those systems can prevent those fires. So let me go back to my weekly report thing for a second. This task where we send clients a weekly report that summarizes what, you know, how much they spent, what they got, how much revenue they generated, how many leads they got, the cost per lead, all of these things. We are getting ahead of that urgent question. If I did not send that weekly report, on Friday, then probably the following Tuesday, all of a sudden they would need to know immediately. What's my, how much am I spending? What am I getting? How many sales have I had? You know, all the things and it becomes urgent, but we're getting ahead of that by having frequent or consistent communication with our clients. So this is something that if you have team members who are client facing, training them to up-level their communication, think ahead and not put the responsibility back on the client is I think, in my opinion, one of the best ways to retain your clients. I I swear to you, the next time that you, you lose a client, ask them how they were feeling about working with you. Ask them for feedback. And if they say something similar to they were not getting good communication. They weren't getting their questions answered. They felt like they were left in the dark. These are the number one reasons that people move on to other service providers, other agencies. And there is something so, so powerful about communication. And it sounds so basic, 
But people just want to know that when they are paying their money out, that you have them top of mind, right? They're paying you. They want to know that you're thinking about them, you're working for them, and they want to know what the heck they're getting from you out of that money, right? So I know this was kind of a backwards way of thinking about this because my mastermind was talking about hiring and that sort of thing, but we just actually hired new, some new team members on our team. And so I'm just like a step ahead of that. And I'm thinking about, you know, as we move through our 30, 60, 90 day onboarding for our team members, what are the most important things that they need to know about working with our clients? And I cannot stress enough that communication, it is almost everything, almost more important than the results themselves. I'm not even kidding. Don't worry. If any of my clients are listening to this, don't worry. We take your results very seriously, <laughs> but we take your communication seriously as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. We got a lot more great episodes in store for you. So make sure that you hit subscribe. And if you love listening to this podcast, please, please, please leave a review. Reviews are everything for podcasts. So let your favorite podcast People know that you love the episodes so that we will keep them coming. And I will see you in the next episode of So Worth It. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. As always, you can find show notes, links, and more over at Jackie-Ellis.com. And if we haven't connected yet, make sure you come find me on Instagram at I am Jackie Ellis and shoot me a DM. Let me know what episode you listened to and what you thought. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for being brave, being amazing, and just being you. I can't wait until next time.